was not a weeble. It was the opposite of a weeble. <laughs> it was the opposite of a weeble. It, it, it Again, fell another... down without even weebling or exactly. wobbling. You could restore it Welcome to BackupCentral.com's Restore It All podcast. I am your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. Prasanna has the week off. I have a special guest with me today. I'm super excited. He has been a longtime friend. He lives on the other side of the country, but today we're in the same room, and so we decided to do a podcast together. He has been in the industry almost as long as I have. Uh, and he worked. we actually worked at the same company together many years ago. Then he went to work for a, a, a little startup called Veritas. I don't know how that worked out. He was there for about 16 years, and he's recently come over as part of the professional services world here at Druva. And the, an extra little thing about my friend here is that you can see him in the Tournament of Champions on Jeopardy coming up. This would be November, correct? The week of November 4th and 11th, God willing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My friend Rob Warman. Thank you, Curtis. It's a pleasure to be here. I, I'm super excited. Uh, I, you and I have had many conversations over the years, many. often over drinks or whatever. Uh, we have no drinks today. I do apologize for that. Yeah, there's always time for that later. There's always time for that later. Uh, you know, you've been... You, in, in some sense, you've been like, our careers are almost opposite, right? So we start, we both had a had an initial, you know, foray into backups. Sure, we and started then in the same place, almost literally. Yeah, literally. In fact, uh, I got to tell a story. My, oh, one of my first recollections of interacting with Mr. Curtis Preston as it relates <laughs> I'm a, to data. I'm a little, I'm a little, word, I'm a little I was, worried. I was standing on the balcony of my apartment on a conference call one evening for the consulting company we both worked at. Yeah. You, I think, were on the balcony of your apartment one uh-huh. floor away. And you were telling everyone on this conference call how you had been tasked with helping a customer evaluate a particular storage vendor. That always makes me think of golf tournaments. I can't remember the vendor. And you, the comment you made was that you could not find a single good thing to say, and you were going to write up a report that talked about their good intentions per second. And I've always, always loved that joke. Excellent good intentions per second. <laughs> So that's my that's, favorite Curtis. Story. That's that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, for the, for those that don't know this, Rob and I actually lived one floor apart from each other in Chicago. He lived like in you know three A, and I was in two A. Yeah, yeah. And um, good times. Yeah, good, good times. I was a lot in fewer Lyle. children then. I was was that Lyle? Lyle, 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 Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, and then we commuted in, or I commuted in via train. I don't know what you did. Did you? I didn't have to. Um, no, I was I was going to Naperville. Oh, Naperville. So I didn't have right. to go too far. I just drove. Yeah, I got to go into the headquarters of uh, Amico back in those days. Yeah, I was going um, to Lucent. What's that? I was going to Lucent. Ah, yes, Lucent, the and coffee Motor- stain logo company. And Motorola for a little while in Schaumburg. And I remember this was the time when Apple was, boy, they were circling the drain and everybody was wondering. And I remember telling someone at Motorola, because they made the CPUs at the time, so they, they had things to say about Apple. And the guy was pretty negative about Apple, like everybody was. And I so clearly remember saying to this guy, if I had $500, I'd buy Apple at $12 a share. And I think back, I was, you know, just got married, no kids, living in an apartment, my wife was working too, I had $500. 
guarantee you I right. could have bought Apple at $12 a share. What right. was I thinking? Right. I'd be retired right now. Yeah, so it's interesting you mentioned, because one of the things I, I wanted to, you know, we've been doing backups for, for a while. Yeah. You know. yeah. And I was curious about things gone wrong, right? And oddly enough, one of my, you know, stories when I, when I think about, uh, you know, times when I learned a lesson, oddly enough, was a stint I did at Motorola in Schaumburg. And I worked with, they had an acronym for the name of the department, but it was, it was something simulation and research. And, and it was cutting edge at the time. The idea was they were doing like, like 3D uh, modeling of the phones uh -huh. and they could test what would happen to a StarTac. You remember yeah, the StarTac? Oh, oh, yeah. They could test what would happen to a StarTac in the computer like if it got hit by a baseball or if it yeah. got dropped on the left corner or the right corner yeah, sure. and they could model that in the computer. Yeah. I mean, it was very crude in terms of the way the images looked at the time. But I would, I remember thinking that like, this is amazing, right? That, that somebody can. <laughs> right. This black and green line graphic that you yeah. were being and, and you know, and at the time the StarTech was, oh, was kind of ruling age. the world, Absolutely. right? Uh, and one of the reasons was they had this space age, you know, simulation research uh, department. And my job, I was to be like the IT guy. And I got there and once again, lo and behold, backups weren't, weren't, weren't configured. It just seemed like a running, you know, a running joke of my career. The same thing happened in Amico. I went to Amico and there, thereby, you know, it was one of those like, ignored IT departments. They oh, spent all their money on oil and you know, all that stuff. And so they didn't have, they didn't have any money for the, this was like the, the back office Absolutely. systems. And you may remember yeah. that I, do you remember that I, that I got the nickname crash? Of course. Yeah. It was because of what happened at Amico. So we, we would go in and we would, we would administer systems that no one had touched for years. Oh boy. We would, you know, if they were old spark systems, we'd upgrade them to the yeah. latest OS. And then we'd reboot them and they wouldn't come back up. Right, right. Because right. the disk stopped for yeah, they, a moment. Yes, <laughs> so it seized up because it had never stopped so, before. So it was yet another thing, a completely accidental thing in my career that helped me get really good at restore. And not just restore, but but bare metal restores of spark systems, which right. no one did. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, and uh, anyway, so I was over at uh, Motorola and what they had they had an IBM 3590 like tape stacker, oh, right? Sure. 3590 were great drives. Yeah, oh yeah. And I remember that, you know, I had been there for like, I don't know, a couple of months. And we, you know, I had resurrected their backup system and um, they, and I don't remember what happened, but I remember after having been there for a couple of months, we went to go do a restore of something. And what I remember was that it turns out the tape drive that I was using was really good at writing data. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent at writing it. It couldn't read a single tape that we had. These were all tapes that that worked and the, you know, and, and I even know that these tape drives, they have read after write verification, but I swear I could not restore oh, no. anything, right. Right? right? And that was, you know, yet another 
time along my career where I learned to, you know, to, you know, one of the things, phrases you've heard is never go into battle with an untested weapon, right? Never, never go forward in the backup and restore realm with new tape drives, new technology that you exactly. haven't tested. Exactly. Never go into production without a tested backup. Exactly. Tested restore, rather. Yeah. So I, have you seen, you know... In my early Surely, days, yeah. in my early days, there was there was literally a, a shuttle launch that didn't happen as quickly as it should have. That would be a, the space shuttle. That would be the uh, the space shuttle program. Yeah, this was this was early '90s, and it was a restore that was taking longer than everybody thought it would. Again, an example of they 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 had to check some spec, they couldn't find the schematic, and so they were pulling it from tape, and for whatever reason, and nothing was broken. It just wasn't as fast as they thought. Right. And so they were waiting, twiddling their thumbs on the launch pad, not ready to launch yet. And yeah, there were a lot of phone calls being made. So literally, they, th there was a space shuttle on the launch pad waiting for a restore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And again, and nothing failed, thankfully. But right. it was, did, did it the was launch go through? Time. It did, it did. It just didn't go off the exact scheduled time. Amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we heard a lot about that one. <laughs> Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I grew up watching the shuttle launches because I'm from oh, Orlando, Florida, yeah. right? And we would actually watch, um, I, I wish I could remember how long, it's probably just a calculate, well, it is a calculation based on the speed of sound. Yes. But the shuttle launches would happen. I remember that the launch, the, the space shuttle would be a certain height in the air yeah. and then we would feel the vibration <laughs> and we're 90 miles away wow. so we would sit on concrete bleachers watching the space shuttle launch yeah. facing east yeah and right when it was in a certain point of the scar in in the sky you the concrete it. bleachers would vibrate oh, that's we're 90 amazing. miles away i mean the, oh, the so power cool. of that is right right imagine if you were right. two miles away and then one day i remember the the launch was later than normal. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I cried. Yeah, and, and I oh, cried. Oh, the trauma! Surely you you've worked with hundreds of customers over the years, and surely some of them did some things that they really shouldn't have done. You know, that is certainly true. And stop and calling you, me Shirley. You can, you can, you can, uh, you can. Yeah, uh, I should, I, you can I'll, change I'll, the names I'll, to protect I'll sanitize, the innocent. Exactly. Yeah, I will change yeah. the names to protect the innocent and the guilty. I think so many things come down to simple mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's that's always the way, regardless of whether you're a Fortune 5 company or a Fortune 5000 company. When things go wrong, they tend to have simple causes. Maybe I'll, I'll tell another random story and maybe it'll... Yeah, so I don't think I've discussed this on a podcast, but the very first time that I understood the need for backup mm. and it precedes my career in in computers <laughs> i was in you know the navy the u.s navy and i was working at the transportation department on the base in philadelphia naval shipyards attached to the uss constellation at the time and our job was to just take the sailors around the base and i had basically become the admin, meaning not not IT admin, yeah. you know, an admin admin. And one of my jobs was to uh, you know, maintain the spreadsheet for the you know, the budget of the department. 
and this is in the days. You know, let me tell you, boys and sit around, boys and girls, and let me tell you about in the my days. day. In my day, you had three floppies. <laughs> you had the OS floppy, you had the application floppy, and then you had the data floppy. Really fancy computers might have two oh, floppy yeah, drives, of course. but this one had a single floppy drive. So you put in the OS floppy, you booted just the A drive. You, yeah, exactly. You put in the application floppy, you boot or you started up the application, then you put in the data floppy. Totally. And I was in the process of booting up the OS, and uh, I went to the fridge to get a drink, uh, a Coke yeah. at the time. And uh, a nice syrupy drink, you know. You can see plenty of sugar in there. That's and, good. Sugar conducts electricity well. Yeah. Um, and the, the the fridge was the old style fridge where you had the freezer inside the compartment. Sure. And this particular Coke was on the top shelf of the refrigerator. Pretty close to the, close to the freezer, sure. thus creating a bulbous bottom. <laughs> it had it had expanded not far enough to explode as no, a can, no. but it had created a no longer flat bottom. Oh my goodness! Which I did not know about, oh. and I opened up the um, the soda sure. and proceeded to set it down on the desk. Uh -oh. At which point it was like a, 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 you know, it was not a weeble. It was the opposite of a weeble. <laughs> it was the opposite of a weeble. It, it, it Again, fell another, down without even weebling or wobbling. Exactly. Wild. And it fell directly on the data floppy. Oh. No. And I didn't, I never got that data back. It was it was the, the only floppy and lost my department's entire budget. You couldn't just budget. Coca-Cola off of it? I, I, trust try, me. Try. I tried. Oh. I tried, oh, and no. I'm very sorry, Lieutenant. I'm pretty sure I lied my ass off out of that little little situation. And and I remember thinking, why don't I have another copy of this really important information? And from then on, you did. From then on, I dedicated my entire life. I planted to... good habits that, that continued. Yeah, today. exactly. That that story hurts. <laughs> that story. Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. You know, when you think about when you think about back to customers that you have worked with, yeah. right? In the previous podcast, literally the last couple of podcasts, we, yeah. we had talked about tape. Sure. And we had talked about this concept that someone came up with of multiplexing so oh, that sure. you could you could generate enough you know, a fast right. enough stream of data to 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 feed that tape. To feed that the, tape. The data flow it needs. Exactly. Absolutely. And I saw over many years, I saw that number start out at like four, right? We're gonna oh, yeah. we're gonna put four streams together. Absolutely. And then the la the last time I remember, you know, as I said on the podcast, the last time I fired Net back up at anger, it was like thirty six, <laughs> right? It was like thirty six yeah. streams. Thirty two was the most you could do. Oh, was it? Was it thirty two? Yeah. Thirty two, yeah. that's the most. And did, did that? Did it stayed at thirty-two. Sure, I don't interesting. Think you could multiply higher than thirty. And I mean, <laughs> who I would mean, want even, to? I mean, even you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Even at thirty-two, it's still you know you're you're going to throw away thirty-one streams when you go to do a restore. <laughs> exactly, that's the right? price you pay. You can back up fast. You can restore fast. It's can you think of? Can you think of any anything else where people did things that would benefit the backup but would not benefit the restore? similar it's really the same problem in slightly different terms 
but it's it was definitely such a common issue where the customer who didn't realize what they were doing bought a half a dozen DLT 7000 tape drives and why are these going so slow? And the answer was unplug six of them and watch yeah. how fast it all goes I, now. I, you know, I, I talked about that problem. on the last podcast, nah. right? Is it, is it like yeah. the, the number of times I went into customers and said, your problem is not that you don't have enough tape drives. Exactly. exactly. And um, I remember I remember one customer yeah. that had 40 DLT something <laughs> behind not just attached to a single media server yes but behind a hundred megabit oh my goodness it was like a it was like a, they were like i think they were they were only running it maybe you know 20 megabytes a second or something yep but that's 800 megabytes a second of throughput and you're putting <laughs> they were putting it behind a single hundred megabit connection yeah the math I'm like just there's work. There, i remember yeah. i remember saying okay so they were like 10 megabytes per second because i remember saying you have enough throughput to feed one, and you have <laughs> 40. 39 more that you, you know, so if you take 40 and you divide it, you take 10 and you divide it by 40, yeah. it's not good, right? And I, and I, you know, we talked about that. And then that comes on, the shoe shining. Yeah, and the, yeah, and yeah. so and so 40 divided by 10, or 10 divided by 40 is not 10, right? It's not, or 10, 10 divided by 40 times 40 is not 10. That's it's right. like exactly. five or four or something, exactly. right? And, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, that was probably, would you say that was the most common thing of just oh, sort of absolutely. failure to failure to understand basic bandwidth concepts, straws and plumbing, right? You know, so much of it comes down to speeds and feeds did 20 years ago. It still does today in slightly different scenarios. Yeah. But customers using tape, I guarantee you have the same conversations and there, there are no. Okay. So here's, here's a great question for you because, because yeah. you, you've only been here just over a year, right? That's right. Yeah. So you were in that other world easily. I think it's still the most popular. Yeah, I think even they though are the market their share their market share is, is has been shrinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but they're still the most popular. How much of today's backups are still being done to tape? And I'll ask that in two ways. One is what percentage do you think are still going directly to tape, mm -hmm. and what percentage is going to disk and then being copied to tape? What do you think? I think directly to tape is, hmm, I bet it's I bet it's fifteen to twenty percent. Really? That's my guess. That's just my off the cuff Amazing. guess. Eventually to tape, it's higher, right? But I don't know if it's that much higher. It's it's so painful to do that in the world of deduplication. You know, it's it's tough to Once rehydrate you, that data and get it onto tape. You right. pay a price for that that is so expensive. Right. That more and more customers they just, are willing to live without tape. Right. If they can. There's moments where regulation is just gonna require it in terms right. of an air gap. But right. anymore as disk gets cheaper and cheaper and people get more and more <clears throat> excuse me, more and more comfortable like it or not or yeah, comfortable with the thought of, oh, yeah, that disc that isn't plugged in anymore sitting there is just like a tape sitting on a shelf. Well, it's not. Right. But, boy, the dollars might really want you to, to think it is. Right. In terms of, uh, I shouldn't say dollars, in terms of the performance you get. It's so not dollars, it's performance. What I what I remembered when I would, and it wasn't that long ago when I would do these events, and I would ask, I would often ask a question of, you know, things like how many people are going directly to tape? How many people are eventually going to tape? Yeah. And the, the, the number, 
and this was, I guess, a couple of years ago now, yeah. that number would be around 50%. Yeah. Of yeah. eventually to tape. Eventually to tape, yeah. And there, but there was always somebody that was still using tape. Right. Like solely. In, in some way, right? Yeah, solely, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and many of them were using not LTO. They were using, like, still DDS. Oh, wow. Right. Well, DDS was up until. X number of years ago, it wasn't that long ago, DDS was still the most popular installed tape drive in the world because they're so small and so cheap. Interesting. Sure. Right? Right. Um, were, LTO, built into LTO for, is in the thousands of dollars. Of DL, or DDS is hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the, you know, and pardon if this sounds like an insult, it's the backup exact Compura, <laughs> right? So <laughs> you used right. to work at a company that's that right. made it's, backup it's exact. bundled, it's cheap. Yeah. yeah so you get exactly. backup exact at a DDS drive and right. you're good. And you'll, yeah, and it was, I think it was, and it's probably a little easier to make a DDS drive happy than to make an LTO exactly. drive happy. That's true. That's true for people who know their bandwidth well. It might right. be the ideal choice. Right. Well, and it being, a, and what I was thinking of, well, there's two reasons. One is it, it's slower. I don't have any idea what the speed of a current DDS drive is, but it's not It's not like LTO. No, certainly not. And also that it's a helical scan drive, right. uh, which means it could theoretically go slower Exactly. It doesn't have the same shoe shining right. um, problem. And this would be a lot easier to explain if we had a whiteboard, but <laughs> sorry, there's no whiteboards out there. But it's, it's just different. It's easier for it to go to slower than a, than a exactly. linear tape. Exactly. Um, but anymore, and people have trust in the cloud. Right. More and more companies where that meets the need. Uh, there's obviously regulations where, no, that's not good enough. But mm -hmm. the company who wants to convince themselves that their data is protected and on a shelf, right. can convince themselves that the cloud is the same thing. Right, right. And I think, well, and I do think it's the same thing with caveats, exactly. right? Exactly. Can you say caveats? Yeah, you can. Because it's a caveats. foreign word. It's, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, it's not like Latin that it's that has a different, you right. know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Caveats. It's from the Latin. The Latin from the Latin. Kawe, C A V E, meaning worn. See, these are the kind of things a a um, <laughs> champion champion might might trot out. Caveat every now. from the Latin. Yes. Um, yes. And then, of course, Alex Trebek pronouncing it like That's perfectly. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. An amazing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Amazing skill that he has there. Um, no, the cloud what? being the equivalent of oh, the shelf. Oh yeah. So there caveats. are caveats, right? You cannot create an actual air gap. You can create a synthetic air gap yep. as much as you can where there, there are multiple steps to get from A to B. Yep. And technically an air gap, yes, we call it an air gap, yeah. but there was always a way to get to that as well. Absolutely. I remember that, uh, you know, lest we, lest we try to say that the good old days were the good old days, <laughs> one of the things we had was um, um, we had... One of the things we had was uh, penetration testing of our offsite storage vendor. Yep. Now, for the record, this was not Iron Mountain, but was, this was a local company. And what we would do is every so often, we would have someone from our team try to social engineer their way try in. Try to social engineer their way into not just to get a tape, yeah. but the ultimate goal was to get in yeah. the uh, vault. Yeah unattended interesting and it happened at least once yeah sure and more than once a person who had no authority to do so got a tape right right and sure. th 
and so my point is, it's not like the air gap is also impenetrable. Exactly, absolutely true. So you you do your best. You you remove risk. Yep, exactly. I I do think that you can say that the air gap, you know, the quote air gap is the virtual air gap, the V gap. <laughs> Did I just brand brand a like word? Like the V gap. Yeah is an equivalent risk level of the old air gap. And you could argue in some ways better, in some ways worse. It just depends on, you know, it's all about the risk that you try to mitigate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we'll round out that episode of talking about bad things that happen in backups. (laughs) And uh, we'll move on to, to another thing. And, but I want to thank you for being a guest on the podcast, Rob. It's been so much fun. So it's much fun. I'm honored to be a part of it. All the all the fun of three times moving conference rooms. <laughs> all right. So everybody, thanks for listening. Hope that you got something of out of this podcast. And make sure to click subscribe so that you never miss an episode and you can always restore it all. isn't worth a spit finally i needed your backup you had a chance to fix it instead it's all jacked up see how i'll write on facebook about you don't underestimate the things that i will do there was a file but i deleted it too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit It'll be completely done Maybe